0: Hi everyone and welcome to another Fiverr New Podcast. This episode is a recorded huddle call to be held on the topic of territory expansion, territory adjustments, and territory moves. Jamie steps us through all the available options, things to think about, and generally how it all works. The main takeaway here is that if you're even considering any expansion, changes, or outright moves of your territory, please do schedule to have a conversation with Jamie and we'll figure out what works from there. We hope this helps, and as always, take good care and cheers, everyone.
1: Um, We are going to talk about territory expansions, and I have a few slides similarly to the succession planning um, huddle call I did. Some of you attended that. We're going to go through the slides. I'm going to talk about a few important factors when considering expanding.
0: Yeah, so, Jamie, these are some of the, the talking points I know that you always put on the table when you're having the conversation, right? with anybody who comes to you with the thought of, of expanding their territory, you're going to put them through a bit of an exercise, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I do. So what I do is I work with them to discuss um, their current situation within within their working. Um, we want to make sure that they have one or more technicians, because if you're going to expand and grow your territory, then you know we want you to have the ability to succeed in that. Um, We wanna ensure you're currently fully servicing the territory that you have, and that you have a willingness to grow, and that you have the financial means to expand. And we're gonna expand a little bit on these things as we get a bit further along. Um, But these are sort of your main characteristics, if, if you feel that these four things, and there's going to be some things that I put you through the test to come back and look within yourself and make decisions on whether you've met some of these, it's not so much we're gonna judge you of whether the, you've met these or not, it's that you have to look deep inside and determine, do does this make sense for you? and once we've presented you with all the information if you still feel confident in moving forward and expanding um then we will we'll go to the next step
0: there's almost a feeling i'm i'm sure felt by franchisees who come to us where we're almost dissuading you from expanding your territory and yes. and don't 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 look at it as that we we're just we really are putting you through a stringent exercise to make sure it's the right fit that's really what it means right Jamie
1: yeah, we're not in this to take your money and give you extra territory and watch you, you know, try and work your way along and make a go of it if you're not prepared to. If you're prepared to, we are 100% behind you and we'll support you and we'll help you with that. Um, but we want to ensure that you are prepared And willing and able to move forward to that step before any money exchanges hands. Um, Exactly. We want to make sure that you still have value within the territory that you have and what you're looking at doing.
0: And in in some sense, that can seem illogical in that, um, you know, what do you mean you don't want to expand my territory? What do you mean you don't want me to expand? And it's not that. It's just we've come to this exercise and framework by experience in that we've seen franchisees expand too early, and they end up just basically spreading themselves too thin, um, both in scheduling and time management, in geography, and then sometimes also financially. And we don't want to put anybody in that position. We want to make sure that you first squeezed every last bit of uh, juice possible (laughs) out of your existing territory, right? I mean, if you just think of it as squeezing uh, the juice out of a lemon, we want to make sure that you've done that first. And then you've got the ability to expand out from there. So the other thing we should talk about Jamie is what an expansion looks like it could be a full territory, maybe it's an annex. Do you want to just quickly describe that
1: franchisees can purchase zip codes which is a population you have a zip code that you're doing a lot of work in you don't want somebody to come along purchase it out from under you you know maybe tammy you guys are in this situation you seem to go far afield and outside of your territory so you might have one specific zip code that has an excessive amount of business that you work in and you don't want to see that go into somebody else's territory and suddenly lose twenty percent of your income. So you might phone me up and say, "Jamie, I'd really like this zip code, and we'll work on that." Wow. Alternatively, um, you may want to buy closer to half of a territory. We will consider that an annex. Anything over about 000, um, to is a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand is is an annex, which would be one and a half territories. It would have its own contract, um, but again be handled in a prorated fashion. So you're not purchasing the same, you know, you're not spending the same as a full territory or there's a full territory expansion. We have franchisees who have multiple territories within Fibernew and you can purchase that as well. Um, all of them have very similar, um, plans moving forward. We want to see that there's more than one person working within the business and that there's a business plan and that everything, um, Everything allows you to grow and expand effectively, um, and you're doing it for the right reasons.
0: Now, part of that interview process that you put them through is is a checklist of questions. So should we just step through those so everyone understands?
1: Sure. Okay. So my first understanding is I want to know where you live. What is that zip code? Where is your business run out of? Is it within your territory? Um, How far is it from the furthest side of your territory um, in rush hour traffic? And then... When you're thinking about that, when you're adding additional zip codes or population or territory, which direction are you going in? Are you going the furthest away from you because it heads towards a metropolitan area? Are you going to the next zip code right next to your house so it just makes sense? Um, Understanding that and your ability to get there and You know, here's something that I throw at everybody when they come to me. If you can go 10 minutes down the road and do five jobs, what you can do in that time is going to be much more worth your while than if you have to drive an hour and a half morning, an hour and a half home at night. That's three hours of driving you're not getting paid for. So if you can fill your time 10 minutes away, that's paid time versus somewhere that may have more businesses, but you have to go three hours to get there and back again. So, you know, you have to consider those variables within this. Um, Are you utilizing the clientele within your current territory? Uh, You know, not everybody is into riding motorcycles. So maybe they're not the most comfortable with it. But I find franchisees focus and head towards things that they're comfortable with, things that they have interests in, things where they have connections, and people that can easily help them get in. And when it comes to industries that are not the most comfortable they go by the wayside and they're the last two franchisees sometimes look at so you know maybe you're not in the tattoo industry maybe tattoos aren't your thing and you don't really have a community there but it doesn't mean there's no business there um Maybe I know people that don't don't work within the auto industry because of weather and maybe they'll never choose to work in that industry. Um, but there's other you know there's fleet vehicles and companies that have heated garages that they can put vehicles in. Maybe you look that way instead of at the new and used cars. The whole point is to be able to look at all the industries within what you already have and understand are you are you fully servicing it? I equate it to if you have a house with an undeveloped basement and you need more space and you go out and you buy a storage locker, a new home. Well, why why spend the money on it when you have a basement that you could develop and utilize? You know, it's the same within your territory. If you've got areas that you can develop and utilize within and potentially bring on technicians that you could also develop um, their talent and their knowledge and utilize them to grow and expand within your territory? Why would you look to purchasing more territory initially? And then what zip codes are your techs working in? Do you have techs? Are they able to go out and market and network on their own? Or are you supplying them with jobs? Um, Do you have the ability to bring on more techs within your territory? All of this really equates to whether or not you're utilizing what you currently have within your territory.
0: And then just continuation on on the tech side of things. know in terms of them developing business or are are you spoon feeding the work i mean that's another big consideration too isn't it
1: it is for sure so if you're stepping back and you're going to work on the business not in the business and you're going to do the marketing and networking and you're going to spoon feed them that is okay because that is your role and you're doing it full-time but if you are out there and you are working the business you're doing jobs during the day and you're also managing all the administration and you're spoon feeding them Um, That ends up becoming quite a timely thing and doesn't allow you to grow and expand your business because you've got so many hats on Um, with your and either way is fine we're not saying one way is better than the other we're just saying what point are you at within your business with this. If you have technicians that have the ability to go out and network and market and build relationships for you, then that just takes one less variable off your plate to work on. If you have enough techs that you can step back and work on the business, then that's one less thing. You're not out doing the technical jobs, you're working on the business and able to grow it and expand into those industries. And then the ultimate question I want everybody to ask themselves after they've sort of thought about all these things is, you know, what will have a better ROI for you? If you expand into unknown territory and stick with the the industries you're comfortable with, or if you stick within the territory that you currently own and you expand to industries you're maybe not as comfortable with or that you haven't explored previously. Again, that's not a question for me to answer, but I hope that you'll answer that question, honestly, yourself, before you look at expansion, because when you move into expansion, you know, you start to spread yourself thinner. And if you don't have that base behind you, then it'll be a lot more difficult. You'll trudge through it a lot more difficultly than if you already had everything in place before you expanded.
0: And again, keeping in that exercise, this is what you put up, right? In terms of let's go through all these markets and make sure we're maximizing everything that you currently have, correct?
1: Yeah, go to the yellow pages. Look up every single one of these industries within your territory. Find out where they're clustered. Find out how many there are. I can guarantee you every franchisee in our system is not servicing all of these. And I know this sort of, in some way, counteracts what you learn at training. In training, you come out, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul and Jesse, when you come out, you focus on, you know, some five or four or some very specific industries you're going to focus on. You're going to grow them and build them and expand them. And if you spread yourself too thin into a whole lot of industries, then it cannot cause its own sort of situation. Um, But that's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you that if you've already expanded those and you want to take on additional territory, go look at the other industries you haven't explored to see what growth you can have internally within that protected territory before you spend money on buying more. Am I right with saying that out of training, they tend to focus on a few?
0: That's fair to say. I mean, it is a little bit different with everybody, but... um, We do encourage... uh, just, you know, a few industries to start with, right, Paul, or markets to start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we always encourage the automotive market because that's the best training ground. And then then there's the furniture market, the RV market, the marine market. These are the ones that most people tend to gravitate to first. And they're rightly so because those are, you know, in many cases, a very lucrative market. But um, um, yeah, when we this, that's the amazing thing about this business. We start looking... Um, uh, and you, you draw a good point. Is it better to expand the markets that I'm already working into a new territory, um, or or build the, the the existing clientele that I have? I think it's either can work really well depending on 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 how it's how it's structured. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm all for growth. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, now that we've kind of talked about the, the speed bump um, off the hop in terms of just slowing down and reexamining everything, I know another exercise that kind of naturally leads into expansion, Jamie, is succession planning, because you also look at it from what does that look like down the road for you and your business when it comes time to sell. So how do you tie the succession planning into territory expansion and what's the conversation you have there?
1: Um, we, we talk about what will happen to the territory if at any point they should decide to sell. Um, anything over 500,000 in population is going to be split into two territories. We have to follow FDD, Franchise di- um, Disclosure Document Guidelines. We get it done every year. It is a government document. And once it's approved, it's approved. And those are the guidelines. So right now, Territories up to 300,000 in population so anything over 500,000 in a territory will be split into two upon resale. Um, you also need to have a very solid business plan and growth plan because that essentially will affect your succession and then. You know guide just guiding them to all the succession video that we did, the huddle call, all of the stuff online in hive, go through it, have a plan. Because if something should suddenly happen to you, whether you have one territory or three territories, and your spouse has to now deal with your um deal with your fiber new estate, then you need a plan of what that's going to look like. Do you have technicians that rely on you for for their income and to support their family? What would that look like for them if you should sell or pass away or, you know, have a long-term illness that you have to walk away from your business? So those are all just things that you have to consider um, as well when you're going into an expansion, because now it's so much more that you're dealing with. It's not just the one territory and a technician or two. It's now, you know, you're growing and, and you know, leaving your legacy, but what does that, where does that leave you and where are you gonna go with it if something should happen?
0: Yeah, it's an important part of the conversation for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's say we go through all these checklist items. Uh, we stress test the idea, the business plan is there. Everything makes sense for the kind of flipping the empire's building switch on. Let's take a look at some of the associated costs to that, right? Step us through this. How does this look?
1: Okay. So you come to me and you tell me, okay, Jamie, I want the following zip codes. Based on population, we determine, is it a few zip codes? Is it an annex? Is it a new ter- full new territory? Because you've already been trained, you already have product, you've already had your kit. There's no startup cost involved in this. You've gone through it initially. The only dollar amount that equates to this is the the franchise fee. That $47,000 is the current franchise fee in our FDD for a new territory. It is up to 300,000 in population for a full territory. Um, I'm using, there may be some Canadians on here. I am using USD for this as the example. Um, royalties are 695 to start a new territory PPR is 2500 and so what we do is we take those numbers and we prorate it based on the population you're looking to expand by so if you're looking to expand um, by a small amount or an extra 100,000 or 80,000 it's all prorated based on that dollar amount so that you're fairly being charged for what it is my suggestion often is if you get high enough that you're looking at 200 250,000 at that point you may as well just buy a second territory um just because you're getting so close to that same cost anyway why not just have the full 300,000 in population right we do not waive any of these fees so once you expand we um start those costs right away and Depending on whether how the population that you're taking on, it will either be an addition to your current contract through an amendment, or we will have a separate contract. Jesse has the next slide here, which is an example of, so I took, I took um, these numbers. Now, obviously, 20,000 isn't going to be exact. You might want an area that's 26,352. You know, we we prorate it with whatever the zip code population is. Um, but I for the the scenario of just you seeing how I've done this, I've also rounded. And again, this is in USD. So um, additional zip codes, additional annex, a full additional territory, what that would look like, and the additional costs that you would incur through this.
0: Anybody seriously considering this right now, or is this more future thinking for the people on with us today?
2: This is Brian Ink. Oh, right. um, I, I, I don't know that I match a lot of your questions that are on there. However, um, with the thought, with, with the knowledge of the fact that um, I bordered on another territory that has since you know, closed their doors, um, I have seen a, and I physically am located like a mile from the border. So uh, I was always getting calls anyway. I just couldn't service them. Um, now, I've probably tripled the amount of work that I'm doing just because the people on my bordering territories I, I'm open to do now. Um, so that would that would uh, that that kind of tells me that uh, I'd kind of like to lock those and which would help centralize me within. My existing territory and existing workload, without uh, getting shut off from them again. So, okay. with all that thought in mind and rambling on, I'm. Uh, that's that, that's where my thought process is right this second here. Okay. In so interest, we, I
0: should say. Exactly, we see that periodically, right, Jamie, where um, you yeah. know work just outside of a territory uh, is being generated and. This isn't a thing for you to think about, Brian, is um, it is open territory, as you know. So if someone were to come along interested in that, um, we'd want to maybe start developing a plan with you sooner than later, and maybe a conversation with Jamie should happen. This is just to avoid disappointment because someone could come in and, and buy that zip code or zip codes from from you, even though it is open territory. So the point here is to avoid disappointment if uh, if someone were to come along. Anything you add on that, Jamie?
1: And just ask yourself, would there be disappointment? Like if it's 5% of your overall income, would there be disappointment? If yes, currently you have something built, are those relationships going to stand true? Are they long-term? Are they ongoing repeat clientele? Or are they just one-offs? So, ask yourself all those questions and determine will there really be disappointment, or is that energy that you could be focusing within a good area that you already have and work on? And again, I'm not deterring you one way or the other, just for you to ask yourself those questions to determine yes, this is great. I mean, the fact of where you live and that it would centralize you, and it seems like it would be a great fit for you, and that you. Probably should move forward with it, as long as those questions are asked and answered, and you're comfortable with it.
2: Yeah, like I said, it, I, I it, it's it's not a five percent increase or anything like that. I've, I've literally more than doubled the work that I've been able to do here recently this year. It's it's been uh, it's been a great thing. And no, I haven't uh, maximized all my other avenues and everything, but it's uh, like I said, centralizes me. And the other point uh, that you were making before, running three hours, I'm in a very dense area. So if even if you look at my ter- my current territory compared to the other ones that have newly formed, I'm a, I'm uh, from a geographical area a fraction of anybody else. So I'm. I'm, I'm, I can easily reach all these people that we're uh, that we're referring to. That knock on my that give me a call and a lot of my references and this kind of stuff. that uh, I'm I'm getting this kind of business. So
1: well, that sounds like a good problem to have.
2: Right, Jamie. and it would give me a, a better better uh, angle here to be uh, starting to hire more tech hire technicians other than myself and get that avenue started. So
1: for sure
3: question um can we trade zip codes say i've got a zip code that's not really performing the way i thought it would but there's another zip code that i am getting a lot of work in can we trade zip codes
1: yeah so the easy answer is yes um when you come to me with a trade uh if it goes through its $500 franchise fee, or sorry, $500 fee to do the amendment to your franchise agreement, when you come to me, I look at your map. I look at the area around you. Again, we still have quite a conversation about it. If there are circumstances where it won't be as easy as just saying, yes, get rid of that. Yes, you can take on this. Um, Especially if you're surrounded by a lot of other franchisees or If there is somebody already looking at that zip code, um, we have to walk them through the process and determine if they're coming on board. We're not going to, if they've already looked at the map and signed off on that zip code, we're not going to pull that out from underneath their feet and just give it to you Um, there. So, when you get in a situation that you may want to do this, I always suggest come talk to me sooner rather than later because at the end of the day, if somebody is already looking at that territory. I have to see if they come through to fruition before I give that to you. so um, or if there is only space for one territory and you want an extra 75,000 and it's going to prevent me from putting in a new territory, again, I will have to look quite deeply at that, see what's around, see how I can adjust and you know we will do everything we can to work with you guys to do these things. If it puts a major dent in something, um that that isn't easily adjustable then there'll be deeper conversations about it just on how we can play this to work for both you and FiberNew. um so we're not you know creating a situation where you know i'm landlocking a hundred thousand that can never be added to a territory or something like that so the easy answer is yes but I would have to look at your territory much more specifically to be able to determine. And you have somebody coming in next to you, Chip. So is it in that same area or is it in?
3: No, it's not one of his areas. Okay. It's actually, and we both kind of talked about it because we both like to be able to do it. The way Memphis is located right down here in the corner of the state, a lot of people live across the line in Mississippi. So there's. Two communities down there, South Haven and Olive Branch, that we will both get a lot of work out of. And I might like to grab Olive Branch, which is more borders more on my territory, and let him grab South Haven, which more borders on his territory, if y'all let us go across state lines. But if we can't go across state lines, then They're both just open territory for both of us.
1: So state line is based on you and your accountant and whether you want to do taxes in both states and register in both states and all that. So that's, you have to discuss with your accountant and figure out the expenses. Um, I know the area you're talking about, I've pre-mapped it. It is a full territory. There's not really enough down there for those individually to come off. And there's a bunch of zip codes between you two and that state line that you both are like, I don't want to have a part of. So it creates a non-contiguous territory. So, and then these, are, this is where the discussion gets in. So, you know, this will be a discussion for another call. We won't get too deep into it now, but uh, yes, I know where you're talking and you and I can sit down and have a mapping call. You guys can all book mapping calls if you need to. I have franchisee mapping call on my Calendly. You can go in there. It automatically adds the Zoom meeting, and then we can connect and have have a meeting, look at the map. I share my screen. We go through everything. So Chip, it might be a good time for you to do that um, sometime in the next few weeks.
3: Okay.
0: Jamie may extend you that all of branch, Chip. Okay. Sorry, I had to. That's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I also want to touch on, if you have a franchisee coming in next door to you, that is a bonus for you because the more vans that are driving around and the more fiber new people are, that are going doing repairs, the more the name gets out there and the more work will automatically and organically come to you and help grow your territory. So having a neighbor come in and help you service an area is only going to grow and expand and help your business. It's not going to hinder you in any way. Um, this conversation is just specifically around, you know, if you're already doing 50% of your work, in a zip code outside of your territory, which we never suggest, but if it happened to have worked that way, then you probably want to bring that into your territory so that you don't, somebody else doesn't walk away with 50% of your yearly income.
0: As we just heard from Brian and Tammy, I think you may have a situation like that too with some of your clients, do you not? Yeah, I
4: mean, I'm looking at this more for my succession planning, okay. um, you know, Uh, reality is Jerry and I do want to retire probably in about the next four to five years and move back home, um, which is not where we're currently at. So I have just kind of looked at the succession planning and have already found that the zip codes in my territory, I'm currently only servicing about a third of. Um, So that tells me that the majority of my business is outside my territory. So now I kind of need to I guess, see exactly what that encompasses. And I'm sure it's warranty work. Um, We do a ton of warranty work. And because there's nobody else around us, we're not gonna turn that down. So I think that's what it is, but I wanna go back and make sure that that is the scenario. Because if somebody else does come into our territory, I mean, I have no problem, or in our area, I have no problem I'm getting the warranty work, but if I'm actually getting customers that have heard of us, I kind of want to see what that is, you know, I want to be realistic. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I think that,
0: this we, is a scenario, you have a chat, right, Jane?
1: Yeah. And that also leads me to another thing. There are lots of people that are retiring, getting close. They've already retired, but they want to keep themselves busy, busy, that sort of thing. And they move states. We. Yeah. Just so everybody is aware, you can, you know, yes, you may want to retire, but let's say you think you're going to be bored when you get there and you just want to do something and you already know how to do fiber new. So you trade in your current territory for a territory in the state that you're moving to. And then you yeah. just don't run it as big and as and as expanded as you do now. Um we have people do it all the time and we will allow you to swap territories to a different location if you're relocating. Okay.
4: See, and that's something good to know because we didn't know that, you know what I mean? So that's where these calls I think are helpful because that's one of the things, I mean, I've learned so much in just the changing zip codes, you know, um, and like you said, just then, you know, I didn't know that we could potentially pick up and move where we're looking at going, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's something definitely to think about.
0: We have a few recent examples of that. Um, we had a franchisee from Kentucky pick up his franchise and move to Florida and just change his business name and obviously his contract and, and kept rolling. We had another one move from Utah to Texas and another one move from Colorado to Texas. And this is all within the last, what, three months or so, Jamie? Yep.
4: Yeah. It's all yeah. very recent.
0: So it, it's so we're very possible.
4: Georgia. We're home is Georgia, South Georgia. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to kind of look and see if there's a
1: call in that area. I, I just don't know. I can give, you know, book a call with me, even if it's just a 10 minute call, we can look at the map. I can share it with you and we can, I can very quickly determine what the, the viability is in the area. Okay. Pete, Excellent. did you have a question?
0: Uh, Yeah, just, I mean, this is kind of like a little bit of future, but so if I've got a zip code that was, I remember when I designed the territory, my initial crack at it was 311. I don't know why I remember this, but I do. (laughs) And that was too much so I had to drop. I had to figure out which zip code to drop, but then it was too low. So I added a couple that were very small. And one of those, I still think there's nothing happening in and probably never will. So if I was to do trade in something for another one, is it the net difference over 300 that we'll get charged
1: for? So if you trade in 50,000, we try and put as close to 50,000 back in. Um, if you're doing a trade, I just try and match whatever you want to add in. We try and drop off, which means if those small ones don't add up to the 50,000 you want to put in, you may have to get rid of some bigger ones. And then at that point, you have to decide and do your homework. Do you already have business built there? Um and is it, is it worth the trade? Now, if you, are you in a rural territory or more metropolitan area?
0: No, it's Metro. The, the, one, the one that I would think about picking up, the largest RV dealer in the area is literally across the street from the edge of my territory.
1: Right, so, <laughs> so. you might be in a position where you would have to purchase it. Um, we, we would have to look at the specific details. But one of the things that I look at as well, um, which is now all of our mapping now has the number of businesses within your territory. A viable territory that can easily support you and a technician or two is 4,000 businesses within territory. Often a metropolitan area will have seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 businesses. So in a scenario like that, if you are wanting to do a swap and it's going to push you over 300,000, I'm going to be hesitant to let you drop a little off and take a lot on. Now, if you lived in an area and it said, oh, you only have 4,000, you're right at the bare minimum for a viable territory, and you want to add a little extra population, which is going to boost your businesses up a bit, then there's a little more leeway for us to to negotiate that, um, just because we want to do everything we can to provide you the ability to work and expand. So, There's a few variables beyond what we've covered, obviously your location, the population, the number of businesses, what you're servicing within your current territory, what you want to drop off, what you'll take on, all of that, and we'll talk about it all and we'll look at your map and um, you can watch me click and move around and, and check out different examples of what would work. But yeah, we will do everything we can to help make that work to the best of our ability for you so that you can get that RV dealership if that's sort of a make or break in your mind.
0: The other scenario we should mention too, Jamie, and because it comes up is you receive a validation call from a person looking at the territory next to you. And in your mind, you're thinking, well, hey, wait a minute. I was thinking of expanding there eventually. And now this person's going to come in and, and quote unquote, scoop it from me and then I end up getting the panic phone call about it to sort it out. The thing is guys, um, if it's open territory, um, people are gonna look at it and we're getting lots of territory checks. As you guys know, we are in expansion mode and territory congestion is going to start happening more and more. So we really urge you, if you are even just thinking about it eventually, it's a good idea to have the chat with Jamie sooner than later Um, We don't know what you're thinking, necessarily, but if you kind of put it out in the open to us, we can at least maybe formulate a plan for you and, um, you know, get the wheels in motion, if it makes sense. Anything you expand on there, Jamie?
1: Yeah. And the other thing to really understand is we can give you all the information. We can make the plan. We give you a timeline to walk through and follow through with that plan. If you choose not to do it within that timeline, that's fine. That's okay when you're ready, but I cannot manage 300 franchisees expectations in who's coming and who's going and what leads are here and who's mapped and who wants to expand. I mean, I think there's, 25 people on this call, I wouldn't even be able to sort through the 25 of you and exactly what you all wanted. So, so I cannot remember that it's you that wants to expand. We don't have first right of refusal. So if this is of interest to you, and but you're not ready to jump right now, put it in your calendar for every two weeks or every month. Call Jamie, ask her if there's anybody looking. Call Jamie and you call me, you send me an email, you send me a text message. Ask me if anybody's looking in that area. I'll look it up, I'll respond, takes me a couple minutes. It's nothing out of my day. And then you know, and it's top of mind for you. It's top of mind for me. It's helping you get, move forward. Make a SMART goal. If you're not ready now, take Jesse's form of a SMART goal. Create a SMART goal with a time frame. When do I want to do this by? In order to do it, what are the things I need to do within my territory to make that happen by this date? And follow your SMART goal.
0: Well this has been excellent Jamie thank you very much for laying everything out um, a lot of information exchanged here and and I'm sure you've planted many seeds with many people in terms of what to do next so appreciate it
1: so anybody who wants to book on my calendar I usually sometimes I can be hard it, to get into the first week so you know I, if you're thinking 3 weeks from now you want to have a call just book it now I do a lot of mapping and sales calls for the team so you know, I don't want anybody thinking, okay, I want to talk to her by this date and then not booking it and not being able to get on my calendar.
0: Well, thank you again. And thank you for joining us today, everyone. Hope you have a great rest of your day.
1: Bye. Take thank care. you, everybody.
0: Thanks. soon. All right, all you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks, Jamie. Thanks.